0: Welcome to Well Fed, a podcast for hungry creatives. I'm your host, John Sarantino, a designer based out of New York. And on this podcast, I speak to some of my creative heroes to learn from their experiences and discover the ingredients to grow within the creative industry. On this episode, my guest is Connor Bram, a.k.a. Connor Tomatoes. Connor is a graphic designer and illustrator based right outside of Seattle, Washington. While Connor may have graduated in the middle of a global pandemic, he has not let that stop him from getting his work in front of as many people as possible. Through experimenting on social media, he has carved himself out a nice slice of the interwebs that has allowed him to share his passion for design, illustration, and t-shirts. My favorite series from Connor currently is his Designing a Random T-Shirt for a Random Business in a Random City, and I would highly recommend checking it out on TikTok if you haven't already. Before we get into the episode, I just want to share a few things with you. First, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can head over to WellFedPodcast.com where I have all the episodes as well as videos and articles with tips for creatives just like you. Second, for this season, I just launched a Slack group that you can join by going to WellFedPodcast.com slash community. There you can share work and connect with other designers, illustrators, and photographers from all over the world. Last but not least, I'm doing free one-on-one portfolio reviews over Zoom for anyone that signs up for the newsletter on the website, WellFedPodcast.com. I've already had a few of these with listeners, and we've talked about things like getting more clients, ways to present your work on your website, and a bunch of other topics. All you have to do is sign up for the newsletter over at WellFedPodcast.com. Now that we got that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, well, Connor Tomatoes, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of WellFed. Um you know, I think it's uh, it's just a result of some of the stuff you've been doing on TikTok. You know, I've scrolled past your videos plenty of times, uh, have been really intrigued by the work that you've done. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about your experience as a designer and what kind of brought you to the platform and uh, what you're up to now. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, John. I'm honored to be here.
0: <laughs> so if you're ready, I'll put 50 seconds on the metaphorical timer that we have here. Um, first question, if you had to give it bread or cheese, what would it be?
1: I would give up cheese. I'm not much of a cheese person myself. And while that might be a hot take, I'd pick bread and butter any day. (laughs) Uh, What's your sign? I am an Aquarius sun, a Scorpio moon, and a Sagittarius rising.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Okay, you know. Um, Connor, cat or dog? Well, I love both. I have to say dog. I have a little rug rat of myself. His name is Phineas. He is a six-month-old long-haired miniature dachshund, and I love him dearly.
0: Cute. If you could, if you could eat one thing every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? No brainer. I would
1: eat frozen raspberries. I might not be able to s- sustain that long eating only frozen raspberries, but I would enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> and Connor, last question: Spotify or Apple Music? I would have to say Spotify, and I don't really have a good reason for this. It's kind of just the platform that I stumbled upon. I'm no Spotify stan, but it's all it's all I know.
0: What was the last thing you listened to on Spotify?
1: The last thing I listen to was my Discover Weekly. I could tell you exactly what song it was called. How do I get to that? It was called Oh, look at recently listened to. Well fed. It was True Blue by Bright Eyes.
0: Bright Eyes, cool, cool, big favorite, big favorite. Connor, where um, you are from? Seattle. Yep, I was born and raised
1: just outside of Seattle, about 30 minutes east, in a small, small town called False City.
0: City. And and I guess like, have you moved around in that area or have you just kind of like grown up in that just general, you know, close to Seattle?
1: Yeah, I've stayed pretty close to Seattle my whole life. I grew up in the same area. I lived here pretty much my whole life. And then I went to school just about an hour and a half north of Seattle. I went to university there. So I've been I've been in the surrounding area for pretty much my entire life.
0: Cool, cool. What were you up to when you were a kid, you know, growing up, you know, like uh were you into art? Were you into drawing stuff like that? Like, you know, what was young Connor like?
1: Yeah, totally. So, I I definitely have always been into illustration ever since I was a young young kid. I've I've always drawn. And I kind of like when I when I think back on my life, I feel like I've always kind of been into design subconsciously long before I I knew it existed. Like an example of that is I have a younger sister who is six years younger than me and when she was born i was six obviously i drew her a color-coded map of our house as if she would be able to comprehend that so i've i've definitely loved illustration and i i feel like i've been into graphic design subconsciously ever since i was a kid but aside from illustrating and drawing and doodling i i grew up playing a lot of basketball i i did a bit of skateboarding as well so just kind of making, making the most of my surroundings, I suppose.
0: Totally. Okay, cool. So you had like a nice kind of combination of like skate culture, sports, things like that. You're, from what I can tell in your videos, you're pretty tall as well, right? I'm, I'm about six
1: foot on a good day. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So basketball seemed to work out pretty well when you were younger, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it all worked out.
0: <laughs> that's cool i'm um, you know a, a lot of uh some of my guests that i've had on the podcast before um you know have also sort of grown up skateboarding i did a little bit myself um and f- you know it's it's just being familiar with that kind of like graphic language within skate culture within skate brands and things like that were there any brands that really that you you know gravitated towards as a kid you know kind of growing up
1: yeah there were there were definitely a few i I started off loving like creature and death wish and just like kind of those graphics really. And then I came across polar. I ended up loving polar welcome. So I'd say my four core ones were creature death wish polar and welcome.
0: Um, Did you go through high school kind of like taking a lot of classes uh, you know, typical kind of art student vibe of just like drawing whenever possible.
1: So it's actually interesting. So I'm going to bring it back a little bit before high school. When I was growing up, I kind of, When I started illustrating, when I was a young kid, I kind of started tracing like cartoon characters, like from the Simpsons and Family Guy, because I didn't really have any of my own ideas. And I wanted to be like a great illustrator. And I had this tunnel vision idea of what a great illustrator was. And I thought it was having the straightest perfect lines with the cleanest proportions. And I didn't really like, I didn't really think of like anything organic like that. So in order to, when I wanted to to achieve those, I would spend a lot of time just drawing straight lines on paper, like getting closer and further away, trying to work on my line work. And I did that all throughout elementary school. Once middle school came around, I, I started like drawing my own, my own ideas, I suppose. But in high school, I kind of lost, I didn't really, I never looked at illustration as a job or like a, something that I could pursue. I didn't even know graphic design existed when I went into high school. So once high school came around, I kind of lost sight of my, I guess, passions and hobbies and I stopped drawing as a whole. I didn't draw like at all in high school and I kind of, you know, got a little off the rails, so to speak. I, I started getting into a wee bit of trouble. And then I, at the beginning of my sophomore year, I actually ended up being sent to boarding school, but before boarding school, I spent a few months in what was called wilderness therapy. So pretty much in the summer before my sophomore year, I hadn't drawn in years and I got picked up in the middle of the night by two very large individuals and they told me that I was going to be going to Utah for six to eight weeks. Of course, I was confused and did not want to go, but I did not have a choice. So they flew me to Salt Lake. They drove me south to Kanab. They dropped me in the middle of the desert with eight other kids and an an adult. And I kind of spent the next 10 and a half weeks just hiking every day, they gave me a journal. And with this journal is kind of when I started picking drawing back up. So my whole freshman year, I did not ever draw. I don't think I drew a single time. But now that I was in the middle of the desert, with nobody to talk to and nothing to do but this journal and a pen, I kind of started, I picked it back up a bit and I started doodling. And this was this was like the first time when I think about my life and my illustration, I never really applied it to anything. I just drew and drew and it was kind of like aimless and mindless. But when I was in Wilderness, I started to kind of like apply my illustrations in a way where I started drawing these like concept skateboards, like as if I was drawing a graphic for a creature or or a uh, death wish. And I kind of did that most days for the next 10 and a half or so weeks until I ended up getting out of wilderness and moved on to boarding school. And e- even at this point, I was what I think I was 16 at this time. I still had no idea that graphic design existed. I just was drawn to draw. I never thought of it as a career. And I, I didn't know, I didn't really have felt like I didn't really feel like I had a purpose at this point in my life. I kind of i didn't know what I wanted to do. I loved to draw, I knew that, but I didn't know. That there's anything beyond that and so i got into boarding school i kept drawing because i've been doing it that was pretty much like my only outlet when i was in this place called wilderness therapy and i ended up having a counselor because i was like at this point i would be middle of my sophomore year so i kind of had this like college counselor that i would talk to about my future and my aspirations and my goals and i explained to her that i enjoyed illustration and all that and she's actually the one that brought my attention to graphic design and told me that that existed So I was mid middle of my 16th year existing is when I found out that graphic design was something that I could, I could pursue. And I was definitely intrigued because I felt like I had no purpose at this point. And I started looking into graphic design, realizing that I've kind of been doing this subconsciously with my drawings and just like in the way that I think. And I feel like in this moment when I was in boarding school, that's kind of when I realized that there's something I could do with this. And that kind of like, gave me a purpose. So that kind of put me on the path that, you know, that and why we're we're here talking today. So I definitely had this like kind of strange high school experience, like juggling back and forth between drawing, picking it up, putting it down. So it was not, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't always say it was your standard art, art school experience in (laughs) there.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like, obviously that's a, There's a lot there, but it sounded also like drawing in a way became like a companion, you know, like it was just something someone that was always there to kind of like, I guess, get your thoughts down, you know, and kind of like, I don't know, like when you think of therapy for me, my therapy and while like getting into the zone and working for a couple hours is therapeutic for me at times. But like for me, it's like writing A lot and in a way it sounds like this kind of journaling but drawing in that same way was was that for you totally yeah definitely something i could always circle back to definitely that's awesome so so you you go through school you start to kind of i guess like really welcome this idea that you're passionate about drawing and you're actually talking to someone that is encouraging you in a way what is sort of what starts to what are the ideas that start to come you know into your head like you know oh i can do this whole graphic design thing do you have a clear sense of like you know graphic design exists but like what does that mean to you at that time you know
1: yeah totally i when i when this counselor first told me about graphic design and i, and I did my research i i definitely had no idea like what i wanted to do i knew that i loved to illustrate and that's pretty much as far as that went but i did, when i was doing my research i stumbled across the adobe suite and i ended up getting that And i've always loved clothes i've always like seeked out clothes and like loved clothes and love like picking out outfits and all that all that jazz so when i first got the adobe suite i would just I, i ended up starting just drawing in photoshop and illustrator pretty much the same thing i was doing on pen and paper not applying it to anything just kind of drawing figuring out the ins and outs of of all that of all that stuff in adobe and illustrator and photoshop But I started, I definitely, the first thing I applied it to was like t-shirts. I started drawing like what could be a t-shirt. I never actually made anything, but I was drawing them with the idea or the intention as if it were to be going on a t-shirt. So that's definitely, that definitely like kicked off my graphic design pursuit was thinking about it in terms of of clothing. Cause I didn't really know, I didn't really know about packaging or, or branding or, or UX or UI. I kind of just knew what I knew. I wore clothes. I knew somebody had to make the clothes I was, I was doing. So it's like, why not, why not do that? that's definitely where where that started was, was clothing.
0: Where does this idea or this passion for like t-shirt and clothing, like, were you just really admiring people like that were really stylish? Like, did you have like sort of interest in fashion in some way or like, were you just looking at like, what was that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, You know, I don't really know, I guess, I guess I grew up with a few friends that were definitely into like
1: clothes and, and streetwear, whatever that means. But I, I, I never like really wanted to pursue fashion but I was always interested in fashion and I was interested in, in illustration and in knowing that people put an illustration on a shirt. I guess that like subconsciously fascinated me. And I kind of just gravitated towards that because I guess maybe I looked at it in a way that like, I love drawing this person drew something and put it on a shirt. I could do that. And maybe, maybe before I even thought of it like that, that's kind of how like I felt about it. Like it was something that I could relate to in a way that maybe I could make that happen.
0: I felt really tangible. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like one of the most tangible forms of design because it, it's like if you get to a point where you can just produce so much of it then like you can see it on you know people other people wearing it and it just feels really it starts to like you get that cozy feeling inside totally, totally what happens after high school like um you know this was all in sophomore year you start to kind of broach the topic of design you go through the last two years or so like like fill in the gaps there
1: I actually when I was in boarding school it was a it was like self-paced school program. So you could pretty much do as little or as much school as you wanted. Like there were kids that came in freshman year and they left after 12 months graduating high school because they decided that that's all they wanted to do was school. So I, I came into it as a sophomore and I actually finished all of my high school within that 12 months of, of boarding school. So when I got out of boarding school, I was 17 and I already had graduated high school because I did this self-paced, this self-paced school so i got out of boarding school i had the adobe suite i was drawing in it most days and i the first thing i can remember doing is i I worked at this pizza place but i i I, uh was like printing on this like transfer paper these illustrations that looking back now they're quite awful but i would print on these like transfer paper and iron on these shirts so i was kind of doing that just like experimenting i suppose doing more research and then eventually in that same year when I was 17, I applied to a Western Washington University to be in their graphic design program. And I ended up getting in and yeah, that kind of set me on the path
0: that I'm on, I'm on today. What were some of the things that you came away with going through a program um, or going to a school? Right? Like, I think the more, the, the longer I do this podcast, I get a lot of questions around, you know, do you have to go to school? And I and I to to be a graphic designer, to do design, and to enter into that into this field. And I think more and more, um, I'm finding it harder to make the argument of like. I mean, I never was really solid on it. I mean, I went to pro, I went to a school. But again, like as I get older, I'm like, I don't know. You can like talk to people. You can like learn so many different things now. Um, and I'm curious, like, what did you come away with it that you thought was really helpful? And then you know, maybe looking back, like, what are some of the things that you think you could have either gotten on your own or whatever it may be?
1: No, so I think university is great. I do not think that it is necessary by any means. For me, it, I, when, I get, when I get in the spot of like being comfortable, I have a very hard time getting out of that. And going to university, it, it definitely like forced me with like the projects and the different things that you're experimenting with. It forced me to get out of my comfort zone. And it, it allowed me to realize that there's so many more things I could do if I wanted to do them. So it definitely did that for me. And but while you don't need university, because ultimately the internet is like a university in and of itself if you allow it to be. But what I what I find people struggling with the most when it comes to trying to teach themselves graphic design or whatever that might be is they don't know where to look. They know what they want to do, but they don't they don't always know where to look or what to look up. And with university, I feel like that definitely guides you into like knowing where to look and what to look. It gives you those resources that you might not have came across otherwise. So it, de- it kind of like streamlines the process of it. It's definitely not necessary. A lot of what I did at university, I'm sure I could have done on my own, but would I have done it is, is really the question.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point of like, it really does provide a sense of direction. And also because I think like in, in the same way, you know, in, for you in high school where you had no clue design was a thing, you were just drawing, I started off as a painter and was just painting. And then I was like, man, I got to figure out what I'm going to do now, because like this is this is fun and all, but it's running out. And so I've, you know, wandered into design and the same thing. It kind of provided me that direction because I had no clue. And so I think I think that is the one thing that I keep coming back to as like is one of the benefits definitely for school. But like you said, you know, I could see in like three, four years having the same conversation and being like, yeah, school is kind of like becoming harder and harder to, or not necessarily harder and harder, but like it's getting easier to get the same benefits outside of school, outside of a program at times. Yeah, no, totally. How um, how long was the program at at, at the university you went to? It was
1: a three-year program. So I did it, I, I did it all throughout my four years, but it was like credit wise and, and class wise, it was like a three-year a three-year program. It started out, it starts as a two-year program and then you can like apply to be in the, in the third year. So I ended up doing that because I was already going to be, I was already going to be there. So.
0: And when you get to the end, you know, do you feel prepared? Like you're ready to enter the job market? Are you looking for, like, what was your idea coming out of school? Like, what did you want to do? Did you want to work for agencies? Did you want to work on your own? Like, what was the the goal there? Yeah, totally. Or if you didn't have a plan at all, because like, I think a lot of people end up doing that too.
1: Yeah. I think, I think I had kind of a mix of both because when I was at, university, I kind of like, I started this clothing brand and I I ran that on and off throughout all four years there. And I loved, I loved the idea of being my own boss. I was also doing a little bit of freelance on the side. So I really liked what I had going there. Of course, I would never, I was not able to live off of it. It just was kind of like putting a little extra bulk to my pockets, but it, so I liked that idea and I loved that, but I never really thought of that as like a, a long-term thing. It was kind of just like a, something I was doing while I was there. And when I got out of when i graduated from university i had the idea in my mind that i wanted to do branding and a reason for that is because i i find myself wanting to do a lot of different things i don't i don't want to do one thing And with branding it's so broad you could do you could do packaging you could do a logo you could do an illustration it offers all sorts of, of avenues and and i knew i wanted to do illustration that was like my only real criteria so a lot of branding kind of like offered that for me so when i graduated I had the idea in my mind that I wanted to work for a very small, like four to eight-person branding firm in who knows where. I think I wanted—I was looking in Portland, Seattle, New York, San Francisco, just kind of just kind of seeing seeing where I could land. I didn't have like a clear idea, but I also knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to work for myself too. Like I always kind of had that, but I never like I never really allowed it to to grow any further. It was just kind of like this idea. So when I graduated, I had a few firms that I had written down, that I applied to, that I, that I wanted to work at, that I would have been happy to to work there. I applied to those, never heard back. was kind of just like, it was like a waiting game a bit. And I knew that I graduated like in the middle of COVID, so I knew it was definitely a, a peculiar time to, to be pursuing a job. But I never ended up hearing back from them. I kind of started thinking like, all right, well, I definitely need a job. So I started applying to crazy jobs. I applied to be a technical illustrator for like a missile company I applied to be a, a couple, I applied to a couple of medical illustration jobs, just random things that would allow me to illustrate and and do design that would get me by. Cause I, I knew I had to start somewhere. I didn't look at these as like a forever th- everything, but I didn't hear back from any of those either. And in the back of my head, I didn't really want to hear back from any of those, but I knew I had to have something. So, but I never ended up hearing back from those. And that's kind of when I sat back and I was like, I could, I could keep playing this job hunting game. And that's what I probably should do that's what I think I should do. But I also, at this point, I had like one to four consistent freelance clients. Again, I wouldn't be able to live off of it, but it was something I had, I had that in the back of my pocket. So I kind of started thinking, maybe I'll give this whole, this whole freelance thing a try. And that was probably around end of August is when I kind of gave up on the, on the agency firm hunt.
0: You just quit on the sending the applications. You're like, I'm done wasting my time sending this over and over again. Yeah, And shit. Um, you mentioned that like you had this idea that you wanted to go to four, like a, a small studio, like four to eight people. Like, where does that come from, or what was your, like, what was the inclination for going to a small studio? Like, what did you think about that?
1: Yeah. So I, when I was in my last year of university, I got an internship at an ad agency in in uh, Seattle, and it was it was lovely. I loved the people I worked with. I learned a whole lot, but I definitely did not love the work. And it was a big place. So I was working with a lot of people. And while they were all great, I was I was a very small part of, of the larger process. And what I liked about, I toured a couple of smaller agencies through university also. And what I liked about what I saw with those is one person is doing heaps of things. One person, while they're animating a logo, they're also doing an illustration for packaging. While this person's like designing a website, they're also like creating a brand guideline. And I liked the idea of, being able to put on a bunch of different hats because I didn't want I didn't want to be stuck doing one thing pushing a couple of pixels around all day. I wanted to like touch a bunch of different kinds of projects for a bunch of different types of clients. So that's kind of that's
0: kind of what I had that idea. So the opportunity for that like Swiss Army capability of like being able to just throw yourself into something new each project. Yeah, keep it interesting. That was, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously I think like there is always that idea that smaller studios, because there are less team involved, you're doing a lot of different things and the, the work sometimes is is super creative. You have a little bit more freedom with clients and it's lovely. But at the same time, I've heard, uh, I've worked, I worked for, one of my first jobs was a small studio. I got fired within three days, but like (laughs) it was, um, you know, it was cool. Like every person in the studio was working on something different. So it was a lot of fun. Um, so you decide that you're going to go freelance and what does that mean to you? Like, like you have these four clients, you know, they're able to kind of get by with them. What is the plan as, you know, someone who's young, who's just kind of starting off, just graduated, like, What's your game plan at that point, or what are you what are you thinking is going to you know get you to that next level in a sense?
1: I went into that definitely with the social media mindset, and I think the reason for that was because I had ran that brand in throughout university, and I'd I'd done some like Albert what,
0: what was that brand called? The one that you started?
1: Yeah, it was called Social Recluse. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, was like juxtaposing introvert and extrovert. That was kind of the idea, but it's it no longer exists. But Yeah, so I I ran that brand. I did some social media experimenting with that. On my last year of university when the new Animal Crossing game, I'm a huge Animal Crossing fan. When the new Animal Crossing game came out, I started this like in-game Animal Crossing clothing brand too. It was called Animal Crossing Archives. And I branded that out fully. It was was a lot of fun. But I also treated that as like a social media experiment. So I had done a lot of experimenting on social media and with social media, but it was pretty strict to Instagram. And so I kind of, I wanted to see other avenues of exposure whether that whether that be through the instagram algorithm or another app like tiktok and i was on tiktok i did not have an account but i i'd been on the app you know i would it would be 3 a.m and i'd be scrolling just digging through the feed yeah 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 so i'd done that i i knew how it worked sort of and in a lot of my like exposure like pretty much researching ways to gain clients, like how to get my work out there more than I already was is is pretty much the root of my research. And TikTok came up frequently. And I kind of always knew that it had this like crazy organic algorithm, but I kind of, I didn't really view it. I viewed it in in like, you know, how people that don't know a lot about it, like in the dancing, like it kind of like seemed like that niche. And I, and I didn't, I did not want to do anything. You're
0: like, no way can I apply the dance moves, choreography, and all of that to like design and actually like attracting clients.
1: Yeah. So the more I looked into it, the more I researched, I I kind of realized that there was already this like existing graphic design niche on the app, and and I so I I decided somewhere along the way that I was going to pursue TikTok. And the next step that I took was was figuring out what. I wanted to do on TikTok because I definitely was treating this as a way to get my work out there more than I already was. But at the same time, I also on the side, the same reason why I wanted to work at a small agency, work on a bunch of different things and keep it interesting. Whenever I would get in a creative block, I I would give myself some random challenge. I want like just like designing a brand, branding a random non-existent company. My favorite portfolio on my pro on my my favorite project on my portfolio was just some random brand that I just branded for fun. So I would, I would do those exercises frequently. I would make a random t-shirt for a random city or off a random word. Those were things that I was already doing when I would get bored and want to challenge myself. So I kind of, and I love doing t-shirts and I knew that if I could do anything in the world, that's what I would want to do. So I kind of took that approach towards TikTok and I was like, okay, if I end up getting this exposure, I'm probably going to be contacted to do work that I'm posting. So I'm going to post T-shirts because that's what I want to do. So I kind of I had that in my mind. But then my next step was, was through my algorithm research. I kind of came across that a great way to get reach would be creating like a, a series or posts that encouraged engagement. And really what that means to me at the time was was kind of incentivizing people to, to like be curious about what you're doing and to comment, I guess, really. So I I came up with the idea. My first idea was designing a t-shirt based on a random word, because this, while this was fun for me and it offered me a new challenge every time this also, like, I'm sure people would be interested in this because they'd want to see their word become a t-shirt. So with that idea, I hoped that I would do this. It would obviously take a little while, but then eventually people would start commenting their word and then it kind of would snowball.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is exactly kind of. I mean, this is exactly how I ended up stumbling upon your videos. You know, like I think the concept is great in terms of a series. You know, uh, it, it went from, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, it went from like the random word to now the random city, which I think is great, and to see the amount of. Um, to one, I think for me the thing I appreciate is to see the creativity in the this Random City series because you know you'll land on like a hot dog stand and you can go crazy with that, but then you'll also land on something like kind of boring and you're like, all right, I got to do this anyway. Let's make it as as fun as possible, um, and and just to see you know the reaction in people and people in the comments and people when the, the the random word one as well. Um, it's it's grown so much that I imagine you know one you're getting clients from it, but you've also gone ahead and actually started to, like, release these t-shirts under your own name, right? So, like, they've gone from trying to attract clients to actually attracting an audience and releasing that. How is that, how, let's talk about that one first, and then let's talk about how it's resulted in clients as well. So, like, how has the releasing t-shirts, um, how has that come to fruition? How have you been maintaining that? And, and what's the result been?
1: Yeah, totally. So, I definitely, when I started TikTok... I started it with the hopes of getting my work out there, mainly for the purpose of, of freelance work. I definitely didn't start it with the intention of starting like a brand or or dropping real clothes. And that kind of came about with just a lot of people asking if they could buy the shirts. So I kind of like, I kept getting those comments and I, I never really like acknowledged them in the sense of like, oh, maybe I will do that because that wasn't like the purpose. And Sometimes that just like adds this extra stress on things. But then it, it eventually it just like, it kept, my page kept growing. The videos kept getting more views. I kept getting more requests. And I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll drop a couple, couple of my favorite of these shirts and just kind of like test the waters and see, and see where this goes. Because I, and I definitely didn't want to become like a clothing brand. I wanted this to just be like an outlet of, of something that I, I was doing. So I picked, what was it? I think I picked five to six of my favorite and I ended up releasing those and I got many more orders than I anticipated. So, which was lovely. And I, I kind of realized like, okay, wow, maybe this is, maybe this is something that I can and I enjoyed it. I love doing it. And I love seeing people like give me feedback and wear the shirt. So I just, I, I loved the experience. While it was definitely it caught me off guard in terms of, of volume of orders. It was, it was a very welcoming kind of situation. So I kind of realized, and I've always loved making shirts, I was like, maybe this is something I I should slash can.
0: It kind of opens up like a new door of possibility. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. And before this, you know, as we were talking about like getting clients and stuff like that, how is that working? You know, were you getting consistent clients? Were you getting a lot of inquiries that, you know, about working together? But some of them may fizz out. Some of them actually may actually go through. How is that? How is that going along? Coincidentally and luckily,
1: my first random... um, my first random word T-shirt ended up going pretty big. I think it's at like seven hundred something thousand, and that was like when I hit like six thousand. I was like losing my mind. Six thousand views. I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and I had my just like my normal personal email um, linked on my Instagram or something, and I I was getting so many emails like I couldn't even keep up. And a lot of them were people just like looking to start a brand, but a lot of them were like merchandise agencies or like pretty you know, serious clients in terms of like, they're in the industry. And I was like, well, this was definitely like what I hoped for. I, I was definitely caught, caught off guard. So, and it's interesting because that's kind of how it works is, is now I get a pretty consistent amount of clients coming to me, but whenever a video goes really big is when my email like gets, gets really
0: packed. You know, there's going to be a rest in peace inbox. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Man, I I would, I couldn't ask for more. It's a great, it's a great problem to have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is. But yeah, it, it's just funny because in a lot of the bigger clients, in terms of like big on the scale of like a, a firm or an agency, they, I think every single one of them has told me that they found my TikTok through scrolling through the hashtag graphic design, which I thought was interesting. So it wasn't like a random for you page thing. They were actually seeking out, I guess, in a way, a designer. And my, my video happened to stumble up in the hashtag graphic design, which I thought was fascinating.
0: That's cool. I, I, I do find that there's a little bit more intention. I don't know why, but like, it just seems like hashtags now mean slightly more in TikTok. I I just don't get it. Like, I'll just let it do its magic and, and just let it happen. But, um, so, so you have this situation where you have, you have these two great possibilities, right? You have things picking up with actually like releasing shirts and, 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 uh, designs on your own. And then you also have client inquiries that are coming in. Um, how do you balance that now? Like, what is the, what is the, the mindset, right? Like, you kind of mentioned you weren't really sure that you wanted to have your own brand, but obviously it's a lot of fun for you. So like are you looking to do more of one than the other? You're gonna to try to do 50-50. Like what's what's the goal there? When I when I first I think my, I dropped my first random word video, like end of December
1: or beginning of January. And I was getting all of these clients or these commissions and I and I never I never experienced this before. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do all of these. I'm gonna to try to do all of these. So I like created this just crazy large waiting list and i ended up working in january i was like working crazy hours like 20 hours a day 7 days a week because i was doing the clothes and the in the clients and i was like okay this is not a sustainable way to live while it's sure it could be great money it is extremely unhealthy so i kind of in february i kind of stepped back and was like i got to really figure out a system here because otherwise it's not going to go it's not going to go great So because I was trying to respond to every email, whether that be to to tell them it wasn't going to work or to put them in the books. I was I was responding to every email and that that in and of itself was taking up hours of my day. So in February, I kind of stepped back. I kind of took way less clients and I was like, okay, what are are we going to do here? And I decided that I could not respond to every email While, while I hated to leave people unread or ignored. It, it was not feasible for me. I couldn't spend all those hours emailing people. So, and I hated that though. I hated not being able to to respond to them or to even even just to let them know that it wasn't going to work. It just wasn't really feasible at the time. So I, th- I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, I, I do want to do these clothes and I do want to do this client work. How am I gonna How am I gonna make that work? So throughout February, I was kind of just like brainstorming that. I didn't I didn't release anything in February, and I've now came to the conclusion. And it's still a work in progress, but I'd like to I'd like to drop three to five shirts at the end of every month. And I, I've recently hired an assistant who is my who's my partner. She's lovely, and she will be responding to her her job is essentially responding to it's client relations, but she's also going to handle the T-shirts, seeking out the manufacturers and handling fulfillment. So that gives me time to focus on on the freelance and the and the design work because I was spending so much time. Doing both, but also like trying to figure it out because it was all happening at such a crazy speed, I had an awful system. I was like keeping track of clients in like my notes app or something like that.
0: You've had like a crash course in like business in the last like three months essentially. Yeah, and I <laughs> and I didn't I didn't
1: learn as much as I should because I was like I would start like trying to teach myself Excel and then I would like forget about it. But no, so now now I'm I'm hoping to do t-shirts at the end of every month and I'll open up the store for a week and then do production at the end of that week. And then, yeah, just keep the, keep the clients coming. But now I can happily say that every single person that inquires me or commissions me through the email that is now in my bio will get a response, whether that be to say that I'm, I'm currently booked out or to push the, move the project forward, but everybody will get a response because I hated like getting an email multiple times. And I would respond to people at then at that point, but I just felt bad. Like if p- someone wanted to work with me, I wanted to work with them too because they were interested in what I was doing, but I felt bad that I wasn't able to get back to them.
0: It's like you've been given this gift and you just don't have enough like, time in the day to, to actually receive it in a way. And and so I can I can understand that, right? Um, like, again, it's a very great, it's a great problem to have at times for sure. Um, so, that, I mean, that's awesome though, because again, you you sort of have this crash course in business. You realize that like, you are not able to do everything at once and taking the time and bringing someone else in as a partner is probably the best decision because it allows you to grow. It allows you to kind of scale up a bit. Um, so that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I, in addition to, um, you know, continuing making videos on TikTok, doing the, these t-shirt productions at the end of the month and, and balancing and juggling client projects like, Again, you're you graduated you know a couple months ago, and now I guess like really, the sky is the limit still. So like, is there anything be are you looking ahead beyond those, or right now, is it just so much like i'm I'm totally content with what's in front of me? I'm very like, you know, I'm happy about that. um or is it so much that like you have bigger plans as well?
1: Yeah, so i'm I'm kind of still figuring that out. Like I'm definitely very happy with the way things are going, especially now. But I do, I do want to definitely do more. I've, I've juggled with the idea, and this would be definitely long down the road. But I've juggled with the idea of potentially opening like a small studio and like hiring maybe a couple other designers. But at the same time, I do kind of like, like I don't. That kind of adds like this whole other element of like business, which might take away from me actually being able to design. So I'm kind of playing around with that, and it's also tough because. A lot of the times when people reach out to me, they're reaching out to me because they've seen what I've done on 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 TikTok and they want me to make their shirt. Because I've like tried to refer some friends or, or people I know, but people aren't always interested. So it's kind of tough about with that, like would people be interested in other people doing it maybe or would that take away from me actually designing? So right now I'm pretty content with, with what's going on. I, I recently hired this assistant like just a few days ago. She started on Monday. So I'm gonna kind of see where this goes, see how this scales the business. And just kind of take it take it slow for now because I definitely have not figured everything out in terms of what I'm doing right now. So I feel like I need to get to that place where it's smooth sailing. There's no there's no like anything up in the air, and then I think there will be lots of room for considering future. But right now, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding that train.
0: Totally, it makes sense. Um, Connor, I've been asking my my guests, um, you know, before we end the episode, if they had to send themselves a note um, to their future selves, um, with some advice on it, what would that, what would that be? What would, what would you send yourself a uh, future self?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think I mentioned it earlier, I think what I would send myself is when I, when I, well, when I get in a comfortable place, I have a hard time getting out of that and I have a hard time experimenting and pushing myself outside my comfort zone. So I think the advice that I would give myself would be to experiment and to step out of my comfort zone much earlier and don't, Only do what you're good at because you think that's all that you're good at. Because anybody can be, it's so cliche, but again, it's cliche for a reason, but anybody can really be good at whatever they want as long as they really give it a solid shot. So step outside of that comfort zone earlier.
0: Awesome. Um, Connor, where can people find more of you, get in touch with you and more of your work and potentially see some of your videos as well?
1: Yeah, so I am at Connor Tomatoes. That is C-O-N-N-O-R. T-O-M-A-T-O-E-S, Connor Tomatoes, on TikTok and Instagram. And if you're looking to work, you can hit that email link in my Instagram bio and the contact page of my website, which is ConnorTomatoes.world.
0: Connor, before we end, I actually forgot to ask about this as well. Where so your your last name is Connor Bram. Yeah. Where does tomatoes come from?
1: Yeah, so I wish I knew who. I wish I could give the person credit, but I do not remember. But somebody along along the timeline of my existence they called me connor tomatoes because i have rosacea so my cheeks get quite rosy from time to time i got that from my lovely mother it's not quite as as intense as it used to be but i have i had pretty rosy cheeks so somebody for whatever reason they called me connor tomatoes and it kind of just stuck
0: (laughs) nice nice well connor thank you so much for joining me today as a guest and uh i really appreciate i look forward to seeing more of the uh more of the random city random t-shirt videos as well Thank you, John. It was it was a great honor to be here. This podcast is produced by me, John Sarentino, out in Jersey City, New Jersey. Editing, mixing, and music are all done by my friend Kevin Bendis in Greenpoint Brooklyn. Definitely check him out. You can find out more about WellFed and where to listen at wellfedpodcast.com or on social media at Wellfed Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.